1: You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode number five of season number three, a CubsCon 2024 recap. Don't forget to listen, download, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Of course, leave us a five-star review. And in this segment, Crowley talks to Cole Wright, Marquee Sports Network host and master of ceremony for CubsCon player introductions. He talked to us about his impressions of CubsCon 2024 and what goes on behind the scenes to put this thing on. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, you know him on his work from Marquee Network, and he was all over CubsCon this weekend. Welcome to the show, Cole Wright.
0: Crowley, How thanks so much, man. Play? I'm doing excellent, man. Glad glad to see you again. Saw you on Friday <laughs> night. Saw you on Friday night again. Saw you on Saturday. Saw you. Yeah, I saw you all weekend long, man.
1: <laughs> it was it, you know for. Here's the thing, Cole is that. Milwaukee Brewers, they threw in the towel. We're not going to do the fan fest. I was one of those guys wondering, like, man, maybe there's just not going to be a lot of people here. And by the time opening ceremony gets there, packed to the gills.
0: Yeah, you notice I made I made <laughs> mention of that too. Right after I brought Craig Council out, was doing the introductions. I said, you know, it's 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 a shame that Milwaukee wasn't able to have their fan fest. Uh, Chicago fans just a whole bunch better and a whole much more tougher. Than fans up there in Milwaukee, even though they get a little more snow and it gets a little bit colder, but we're just built a little different. So I I had to make sure I added that little, that little touch, that little cherry on top right there. But, uh, no, it was, it it was a great weekend, man. I'm sure as, as you know, and as you've seen time and time again, you've been to a whole lot more than I have. So it's, 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 it was pretty special.
1: Let's talk about that, Cole. I I, kind of remember you there in 2020, which was the last CubsCon before the pandemic, and it was more just like an introduction. Mm-hmm. We're going to have this network called Marquee, and then uh, you know I remember like Red Balloons and Crane was up there, and you guys were introduced. Um, and that had to have been uh, fun for you guys to kind of get your first taste of what CubsCon was all about.
0: Yeah, it was. That was pretty surreal, but it was it was a complete different capacity than than how we've been doing things the last two seasons. I mean, like you said, it's pretty much just introductions. You know, it was. You know, myself and Taylor and JD and, and back then it was Len, everyone just getting the rollout. And now it's okay. You know, Marquee Sports Network. We have, you know, a, a, essentially complete control of Cubs Convention, and we bring it to the fans that aren't able to make it. We bring it to them on TV, which is, I mean, as as cool as it is to be there. If you can't be there, if you can sit there and watch us, I feel like our energy jumps off the screen, and that's one of the things that I I, I try to do at least, at least make it. Fun for those who aren't there, make it seem as if they are there.
1: And here's another thing, Cole, that's really awesome is that a guy like me, I'm doing a bajillion things. I'm going to sessions, I'm getting autographs. I saw a presentation by my friend sculptor Lucella about the Sandberg statue. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, I missed the kids only press conference. So guess what? I go home, I pop it on, I can watch it. I can I can stream it, and that's huge. Um, another thing that you guys do is that uh, you know, you're, you kind of have like these segues in between the different events where you're talking to players, talking to other marquee talent. And that kind of just, I, I like it. I enjoy it. And they play it on the big screens at CubsCon. People at home can watch And it just, the action always keeps
0: rolling. Yeah. I just think there was, there was interview after interview, whether it was, you know, Bobby Dernier or whether it was Glendon Rush or Bruce Levine, you know, that was, that was just fun all weekend long. And, you know, there's you, you, not only was it just a time filler. There was actually information that was being provided during each and every single interview, and whether it was you know just a a fun like let's let's get reacquainted with this guy, or or it was Bruce stopping by and you know telling us what he thinks about the future of of certain players. You know that that was one of the things that is you you really can't replicate that. I feel like when it comes to you know regional sports networks, there's a reason why we at Marquee Sports Network won RSN of the year. I mean, there's you know I've seen. You know, I've lived all over the country, and I've I've worked at other RSNs, and I've seen the production value and production level of things. And and no disrespect to any other any other RSNs, but you know what we're able to do at Marquee Sports Network, it's a testament to the crew and everybody that's behind the scenes. I mean, it's it's second to none.
1: Now, the thing I like, and they, I think the pandemic gave the Cubs uh, and Marquee a chance to reset and say, okay, what's the new vision going to be? for Cubs con. And one of the things that you guys added was the blue carpet, which is a lot of fun. And Taylor's doing interviews out there. And then she throws it back to you guys and you get to do interviews. This is a, uh, one of you Boog and our 2024 Cubs hall of fame class, Carrie Wood yes. and Aramis Ramirez. That has got to be a lot of fun to have all these different guys just kind of coming up. And, and it's, it's like a big reunion. Everyone's catching up, seeing how everyone's doing, how things are going. You really got to like those interviews when you get to do them
0: absolutely and you never know when they're coming like you know they're coming but they're like okay if Craig Council's not here we're gonna fill you and Boog are gonna talk and then and then I'm like oh he's right here like he's sitting down (laughs) let's go so it's kind of spur of the moment we know they're gonna come over we don't know just exactly when there's always a a producer in my ear like if you guys have eyes on this person if you have eyes on that person like especially when we're doing the interviews going from one panel to another on on Saturday but it's it's fun, man. Like, and just the way the guys sit down and and, and how candid they are and how, how loose they are. And I feel like last year compared to this year, Dansby Swanson, he's ready to roll, man. I feel like last year it was kind of a feeling out process, even when we were at the ballpark. And I and I feel like that's just human nature. Sometimes if you know, if you don't know a person, if you don't fully trust them, then you're not you're not gonna give them everything that you want. But now I feel like you know Danzy came up, he dapped me up, and we were just having small talk and talking. and And I think that you know, he, not to say he wasn't fully invested, but I feel like he knows that okay, that these guys are they're on our side, like they're they're here to to make us look good. And I think he has now he's going to have fun when he comes up with us, and, and that's what we want. We want guys to be able to come come sit on our set and and let their guard down and not worry about well, what do you think about this? Like, hold on a second, we're, I thought that wasn't even part of it, but no, don't worry about it you're in a safe spot. You're in a comfortable place, man. Like, we're talking baseball. We're talking Chicago Cubs baseball. Like, you know and I know, man, like, I've been a Cubs fan my whole life. So, I'm not going to sit there and, and try to, like, open up a trap door on guys. So, it's uh, – the whole weekend, I mean, it was fantastic. Just, I mean, from from Craig Council to, to Nico and Dansby to Aramis and Woody to, to – just the whole weekend, man. Like, I, I can't say enough about it.
1: So for those who haven't been to a CubCon in a few years, again, as I mentioned, you know, it kind of really kicks off five o'clock with the blue carpet. And then at six o'clock, Wayne Messmer does the anthem. Mm-hmm. Tom Ricketts comes out and, and gives his state of the team. Then you got the Hall of Fame announcement, which they, again, just started last year, which was really cool. And then this year was cool. We, again, Carry uh, and Aramis. But then out you get to come and your job is to really hype that crowd. And I got some pictures here for those people on the Six Seventy the score YouTube channel. Uh, Are you backstage? Are you getting yourself psyched up to get this going?
0: Uh, I mean, I I guess I'm just sitting backstage. I mean, I guess I, it's, it's, it's go time or no time. So, I mean, you know, it's, (laughs) I mean, last year was my first time doing it and, you know, driving, you know, to the event, I was thinking to myself like, jeez, I've never I've never done this before. I mean, you you I've hosted shows in stadiums in the Mall of America, you know, at at Super Bowls and you, you've done things like that, but you're never the exact center of attention. Like there's an interview going on, there's people all around you, but you're not speaking to those people. You're actually speaking to your the person you're interviewing. So, last year was the first year that I was able to do it and you know, on my ride there, I kind of had to tell myself I guess you you don't really have a choice. Yeah, you're the one who's going to do it, so you better go out there and do it to the best of your ability. And that's that's kind of how I try to do everything. You know, I try to you know you know be a hundred percent in on everything. So, you know, I, I I heard the the phrase once: you'll do anything like you do everything. So I try to go out there whether it's you know making lunch for my daughter or you know m- making sure that you know she's doing what she needs to do, or whether it's Cubs convention or whether it's a a regular pre and post game in game 39 of the season. Those, those games are just as important as game 162 or game one to be growing.
1: Now, you know, I, I got to imagine there's always been a part of me that's wondered this is that you're backstage, Tom's doing his thing and the greatest Cubs players, the current Cubs players and the current Cub players of the future are all back there. You, like you mentioned, you grew up a Cubs fan in case there's anybody that doesn't know that you grew up a Cubs fan. And so what is it like seeing the heroes, the legends, the guys that are on the team, the prospects all right there. I mean, that's gotta be like a surreal experience.
0: Absolutely. I mean, can you just imagine, like I was talking with Tom right before he went out and the the video, the sizzle reel plays. And I and like, I, I have goosebumps in my, my head was freshly shaved. And then all that went out of the window because, you know, my, my head just kind of puckered up and a bunch of, you know, little chicken skin hairs came through and, you know, to be able to sit there and, you know, my, my dad told me one day, and he tells me all the time, but he, he, he says, every single Cubs game starts and ends with you. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I get to take a step back, like I got some, I got chills right now. I mean, to, to think that, you know, a kid that grew up in, in Joliet at 1613 Middletree Road, listening to Harry Carey and Steve Stone, and watching Andre Dawson hit it over a true link fence, you know, to, to, to think that every Cubs game really does start and end with me. I, I do the pregame, I do the postgame, and you know, there's a lot of fans who their their day they starts watching a Cubs game pregame on on marquee, and, and it ends win, lose or draw. So I feel like that's a that's a big responsibility. I I, I put a lot of stock into that, and I, I never take it for granted.
1: Now, you know, there's a lot of people that come out, like I said, they got, they got the alum, they got the coaches, they got the players. I was kind of listening. I always try to listen to who gets the biggest applause. And I put a couple guys out here and I don't know, maybe from your perspective, you might know. Uh,
0: Obviously. I, can, can I tell you, can I tell you, who I thought got some of the biggest applause. Go ahead.
1: Stroke did hundred percent.
0: It was an absolute powder keg when that dude came out, man. And I, I wasn't surprised but i was surprised that it was of the same ilk as a few others i mean it was pretty bananas man
1: i love this and i i know you interviewed him about it here comes dansby swanson wearing a cowboy hat what was with mm-hmm. the cowboy hat that was that was that it, was a statement wasn't it
0: he said that 2024 man, it's a year of confidence. He's feeling confident. That's <laughs> you know, I mean, if that's what, if that's what the kids are saying these days, because I guess in, in the grand scheme of things, like I look at Dan, he's he's a kid compared to us, Crowley. You know, I mean, you know, we're we're mid forty, so you know, I guess that's what that's what they're doing. He had he had the ten gallon hat on. He had the cowboy boots, man. He was he was rolling with it. So you know, if, if he's confident, back to back Gold Glove winner, he's he's turning double plays with another Gold Glove winner. If, if confidence up the middle it's something that, uh, that he possesses right now, then I feel just fine about it.
1: Now, and obviously we know who is going to get some of the biggest applause. And one of them was Craig Council. Mm -hmm. Um, not only the fact that we got a new manager who a lot of us know has had a ton of success, but also just the extra added, we got him from Milwaukee, which absolutely chips their hide. Um, as, as somebody that, you know, I know, you, like you said, pregame, postgame, and you've watched the Brewers beat the Cubs, seemingly, seemingly with less talent, in my opinion. That, I'm just mm-hmm. saying my opinion. After this weekend, what what did you walk away thinking about Craig Council?
0: I mean, I, I know he's a winner. I mean, if, when you make the postseason more than 50% of your tenure as a skipper of a, of a squad, then you're doing something right. And I, I also came away with the fact that he's got some style. He came with the blazer, with the hoodie underneath. As you know, I am a, I'm a connoisseur of fine hoodies. Shout out to Joe at Obvious Shirts for this one. Um, it's and, and he had Boo gifted him with some some Travis Scott Jordan One Lows. So he he had that going on for him. Um, yeah, it's just I feel like it's all encompassing. I mean, the guy is he's he's a baseball junkie. I mean, he's a he's a, he's a gamer. He's he just I feel like he's going to be that that kind of skipper. That, that really embraces the city. I mean, he he just he lives right up the street, essentially, in, in Whitefish Bay. So, I mean, he, he's well aware, you know, of what Chicago Cubs baseball actually is. I mean, going to Notre Dame, I mean, I think he kind of played it down a little bit. I asked him how many weekend trips did he make from South Bend to Chicago because it, it seems like a rite of passage for every Notre Dame student that I've, I've ever known or met. Like they, they say, oh, I spent every weekend in Chicago. and Maybe it's a little different because he was on the baseball team, and I know sometimes, you know, your free time is a little limited. But his familiarity with the city, you know, with the product being, you know, in the division for so long, I think it's going to be a perfect fit and, you know, not to take anything away from David Ross, because I I love David Ross and, and what he was able to do for the Cubs, especially last year was remarkable. However, I think that when there's opportunities that arise, I think you have to take advantage of those opportunities and the ability to get one of the best skippers in all of baseball. It was at the Cubs doorstep. And, you know, I think it made it a little bit easier the fact that he was in Wisconsin just a quick car ride away you know everyone's like well and we never knew anything about this well because you never saw you know jed or carter or tom or anybody in an airport presumably i would guess that they just jump in their car and head up 94 drive past great america and be at craig's doorstep just like that so i i think it's a great move for the franchise and i think there's a lot more moves to come because obviously we know that you know opening days over a month away
1: now, again, at, at the opening ceremonies, when they're calling the players out, sometimes there's a little lull, and then all of a sudden the music comes on, and all of a sudden I hear the first couple notes of Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle, and Shota Imanaga comes out. And in this picture, you could even see the players in the background kind of just seeming pumped up. The fans are pumped up. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a guy – I mean, to be honest, Cole, I know, you know for, as, as a fan – it's hard because it feels like that these teams, uh, players and agents wait longer and longer to allow their players to sign. And so it used to be like the winter meeting. So much got done that you knew what your team was when the conventions would hit up. And so it kind of just felt like we were just sitting there and nothing was happening. And this week, boom, Imanaga gets signed. The press conference happens on Friday, like a couple hours before the whole opening ceremonies that had to have been electric to hear the fans response to Imanaga.
0: Absolutely, and you know, the 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 goosebumps started at two o'clock when when Imanaga when he sat down at the podium, and you were there. You were at the Lowe's. You were across the street, man. You you had your you had that press co- press credential working, and you were front and center. And w- when he said, "Hey, Chicago, what do you say? Cubs are going to win today?" Like I had goosebumps all over, and <laughs> the, and the ballroom wasn't full yet. It was just Boog and I on stage, and. That was electric, man. Like I said, as a, as a kid that grew up, you know, cheering and rooting for the Cubs, and I've got him right now. The fact that, you know, that he took it upon himself to go out there and introduce himself to the Chicago Cubs fan base it, in, our, in our language. That's not easy to do. I mean, I, I don't know how much Japanese you speak, but hmm. I speak zero. And I think I would be very uncomfortable going out there. I wouldn't want to botch anything. But for him to go out there and do that just shows you what kind of kind of man and a player that, that you're getting. And you know, I wish I would have known a little bit earlier because a word on the street is that he was working out in the Chicago suburbs where my daughter and I work out for her softball, but he was there during the day. I, was, I, get, I get there at night and uh, nobody thought to tell me even though I'm there every single day. And everybody knows exactly what my line of business is, but nobody told me. They told me after the fact, like, oh yeah, he's been here for the last three weeks. Like, uh, maybe could have used some of that information, but it's cool either. Either way, it's, I'm just glad that he's here. I'm glad he's a member of the Chicago Cubs, and I, I can't wait to see what he brings to the rotation.
1: Uh, okay, absolutely, it's going to be so much fun. And then you know when the when the team is finally done being called up the 40 man roster, then they go into the Cubs Hall of Famers. And there was a couple guys that couldn't make it, but but to sit there and see, especially Billy Williams, you know he's now kind oh. of the patriarch of the Cubs just to see how good he still looks every time he does that swing of the bat and you see that sweet swing, that's where I, that's where I kind of almost tear up. And and then I'm sitting there seeing Sutcliffe and Fergie and Billy. And and now you, you added to that mix, uh, um, you had Kerry Wood and Aramis Ramirez, not with the blue jacket yet, but, but now part of that group. But, but that to me is always the special thing to end it on that. And then they always have the tribute video, but, you guys at marquee, like I said, you've changed the Cubs con in a way Cubs, Cubs fans don't like change. We're kind of creatures of habit, but what you guys have done to, to kind of make it just such an interactive experience. And like I said, I'm, I'm running around all day. I can't go to all the sessions. If I got a, you know, Dansby Swanson autographs, you know, vouchers, I can't be there. I don't miss anything because of you guys. You keep things rolling. You keep things informative. You keep things fun. And I appreciate all the work that you and the entire marquee staff, the guys on the camera, the guys behind the scenes that maybe don't get, you know, people don't recognize it. But again, you guys won the Emmy because you're the best at what you do.
0: Hey, thank you very much, Carly. I, I appreciate it. And, and you know, it, I feel like the Cubs fans don't like change. That's and, and I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a Cubs fan myself as, as we spoke on, but I feel like the change that we've been able to bring you know, not not only to the broadcast, but to Cubs convention, it's a change for the better. I mean, everything. I mean, in what years past were you able to watch the first entire two days of Cubs convention on TV? If you were at your phone, if there was a blizzard, and if it was negative thirty-five below, oh, that was exactly what happened this weekend. So I'm sure a lot of people said, you know what, we're have to put these plans on the back burner. We're not going to be able to drive from Muscatine, Iowa, or from. You know, from Kokomo, Indiana, we're going to have to stay at home, but we have marquees, so we can watch this. So I feel like you know that's an instrument, that's a tool that that helps extend Cubs fandom, if if that makes any kind of sense. But you know, like I said, and being a steward of the game, I, I feel like you know I have a a very important responsibility to be able to to provide that energy and that atmosphere for those Cubs fans, and you know, I I, I never take it lightly. And Carly, I want to I want to give a shout out to you, man, because. I, at one point in the weekend, I I, I continuously got accused by by a, a certain Cubs fan of being a White Sox fan. Like it, it, and it was it was relentless. And I showed this person a picture of my dad and I when I was in the Sears Tower with a Cubs hat when I was four years old. That that apparently was photoshopped. That didn't do it. I mean, you see, I I can go around and show you all the pictures in, in my office. I'm, I I don't have to prove myself to you, but you know, I was. I was gracious. And I, the, the way I, I, you know, I just pretty much told him like, well, I'm sorry. You don't believe me, but Crowley you went there and you told him, I said, you said, you know what? You need to be respectful. That's enough. And, and I appreciate you for that, man.
1: Uh, like Cole, you've always been so good to us. You've been good to the pod. You've been good to the fans. And I don't think people realize that too, is that like, you know, you are, you, you're in the neighborhood, man. You are always walking around Wrigleyville, man. You are a man of the people. And and all the years you've been here, you've treated us Cub fans with 100% respect. You never big time anybody. The guy that's on the screen is the guy that you meet on the street. And we appreciate you for that. And I want to thank you for coming on and wish you an excellent season. And I'm hoping to see you in Mesa.
0: Hey, absolutely, brother. Hey, that, that fly, is that a fly the W, a cubby behind you? I have, oh, there's mine in the corner. Hold on now. I don't have the lights though. I've got to get the lights <laughs> hooked up in mine, man. But We're going to get you okay.
1: hooked up with Bill Watts, Fly the W. He'll nice. custom make one for you. But thank you so much, Cole, for jumping on. We appreciate it so much.
0: Carly, anytime, man. Pleasure's mine.